In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All of us sitting here this morning, I think, know very well the story in our gospel this morning. We could almost recite it by heart. Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night, asks him a question, what must I do to be saved? We get the classic answer that we see all over the highways and byways of the South. You must be born again. Then it ends with the most famous phrase, I think, that rings throughout eternity. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him might not perish, but have eternal life. That's what most preachers stand up here and preach about today. Either you must be born again, or for God so loved the world. I'm not going to talk about either one of those this morning, though. I want to talk about the time. The time Nicodemus came. The fact that he came to Jesus at night while it was still dark. That daily little book of meditations that many of us read called Forward Day by Day on Wednesday mentioned darkness. I want to pick up on that theme today. Now most of Christ's ministry takes place during the day. During this time he does most of his teaching, most of his telling of parables, and most of his healings. During the day is when he heals Bartimaeus. During the day he takes Peter, James, and John and goes up to the mountaintop. And during the day he calls his disciples to come and follow him. But quite a bit happens at night too. Happens as our gospel says, while it was still dark. Jesus meets people there too. In darkness he met Nicodemus. In darkness Jesus prays. Prays in Gethsemane that he will not have to die. In darkness Judas kisses Jesus. In darkness Peter denies him. That even knew who he was. And as our Eucharistic prayers say... On the night, on the night he was betrayed. You know what it feels like at night when the lights go out and you sort of struggle just to get around. There's a feeling of lostness, of being trapped, of being totally alone. It's a feeling we don't like. I'll be honest with you this morning too, I have a very difficult time. A difficult time with darkness. I like to have a little light on. A little light on somewhere in that room while I'm sleeping. I think darkness, the absence of light, makes things cold, renders us blind, and things become invisible and we cannot see. On Ash Wednesday, on that day in that service, you and I are forced to face the dark, forced to face the pain and the suffering that are so much a part of our lives. On that litany, that litany that day tears at my very soul every time I pray it. You go into just about any new building today and you'll find light, almost blinding light. You and I have demanded more and more light, more illumination, more brightness. In older buildings, there's not quite as much light. And in these buildings, you have shadows. And I think shadows make a building beautiful. And that shadow, that interplay of light and dark, 
is what makes that building beautiful. It's also what makes your life beautiful and my life beautiful too. Now there are some who can only come to Jesus in the daytime. That's the only time they can imagine worshiping Him. The only time they can imagine following Him in the full sort of bright light of day. There's some churches too that can only worship Jesus in the bright lights. With congregations singing nothing but bright, upbeat songs with catchy little melodies to them. Their churches too, and I hope not ours, they can only bring Jesus to them in the light and never in the night. Sometimes I think there's nothing worse, maybe nothing worse than having a happy church. A happy church is a preacher who is smiling all the time. They make you feel guilty. Sometimes make you feel guilty if you happen to walk in with a bit of shadow in your soul. To be someone who's going through a time of darkness or pain, I walk into a happy church with grinning clergy and smiling ushers and everything so upbeat and positive, it can be terribly depressing sometimes for some people. I'll be honest, although it may not sound like it, I have nothing at all against meeting Christ on a wonderful, bright, exquisite day when all the things in life seem to be falling together. In fact, I'll be honest with you too, that's the way I wish it could be every single day of my life and your life. But there are those who come to Jesus by night, stumbling and searching and hurting and groping their way out in darkness, only to come face to face, face to face with the embrace of His love. In the dark they thought they were lost, but in the dark they were found. It's not bad to be like Nicodemus and come to Jesus by night. I don't know if the sun's shining for you right now, I truly hope it is. I hope you're happy. Hope things are going well for you, that you're in good health, and your family and your friends are fine. But at this second Sunday of Lent, mind you're not doing too well. If things don't seem to be going well in your life and you're in the dark, at twilight or even at midnight, that's okay too. For our Christ, my Christ, and your Christ is here too. So be glad that our God works in the night. It's a great time to come to Christ, to let Him talk to you, let Him be with you, to let Him love you. When it's dark at night, is a good time, a good time to call on Christ. And thank God it is. Amen.